0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dirt Talk Podcast, Monday edition. As always, I'm your host, Aaron Witt, on a mission to make the dirt world a better place, joined by my co-host, Alex Horton. Happy Monday, y'all. Happy Monday. We're happy to be here. We're recording this on a Monday. How appropriate is that? Because these are released on Mondays. And I am remote right now because... I am currently sitting in Red Lodge, Montana. It definitely looks like a cabin from your uh, from your video feed. It is a cabin. It's a wood cabin. It's it's a very pretty cabin. It, it, I've been coming up here since I was a six year old, and it's it's the same cabin that we were in twenty years ago, but they've oh, cool. added more and more and more and more to it. So it's much fancier than it used to be, but mm-hmm. it's still pretty rustic nonetheless which i appreciate sure do you have you know? family up there No, uh, family friends so Got it. my friend colton who i grew up with uh starting in kindergarten through eighth grade it's his family's place so that's why i started coming up when i was a little kid and this is where i worked for the first time if you're a frequent dirt talk listener you'll know that I came up to Montana to work for a few summers and learned how to actually work with my hands. And this is where that happened. Yep. Getting to see so, in real life. Well, not real life, but it's not just a story anymore. It, it actually exists. What I talk about <laughs> is not complete nonsense. Uh, on occasion. On occasion. Some of it is, but <laughs> I try to keep some of it factual. Um, but I, I am coming off of a, a wild, wild week. I'm I'm still a little exhausted. I went to bed at like eight o'clock last night because I visited five different smaller contractors in three different states. So I started with Mr. Marty Liam, Dirt Monkey Excavating in La Crosse, Wisconsin on Tuesday. And then I flew to Salt Lake City. I hung out with Bridger Snow of Snow Excavation Wednesday morning. I saw Devin Dyer of Dyer Excavation on Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. On Thursday, I saw Mr. Ryan Goodfellow, Rock Structures, the the infamous Rock Structures himself. And then on (laughs) Friday, I spent the day with Mr. Dane Cotton, DC Excavation, with special guest Sam Meeker from Caterpillar Dozerland. Yeah, very cool. So, some of those people have been on the podcast already. Yeah, some of them have. So I'm waiting on Ryan Goodfellow and Devin Dyer because I want to do them in person once the new oh, studio yeah. is done. So I've been I've been actually waiting on them, but everybody else has been on the podcast. Yeah,
1: pretty exciting stuff.
0: Really, oh, it's exciting. good to get some FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah, so the the purpose was we wanted to capture uh, kind of a day in their lives each uh, for the new Build It Leaders platform. So there'll be videos on the new Build It Leaders platform next month of kind of like what these guys do day to day, which was a lot of fun to shoot. And it was just like following them around, seeing what they do on a daily basis. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, So that was the main purpose of it. Secondary was we get a lot of feedback from people saying like, hey, the big iron is really cool. Like, okay, a drag line with a hundred yard bucket. Awesome, dude. But can you show us some smaller contractors? And the business has finally grown Uh, to a point where we can go out and visit smaller contractors without necessarily having to have some kind of business deal or anything with them. Like these are all just friends of mine. And I genuinely just got to hang out with them for four days with no real purpose other than to just capture what they do day to day. So it was a ton of fun. And all of them are just the best damn people I I know. It's, It's so much fun to hang out with these guys as you were posting
1: kind of what you're doing last week and getting to see, it's like, Oh, I know that guy. Oh, I know that guy. I know that person. Yeah. And it was kind of cool just to be like, you know, we're, we're building this community in kind of the, the dirt, the dirt world build with thing. And it's like, Oh, that person is connecting you. know, They've been on the podcast. Oh, we're, We've done some work on their website, you know, or whatever that
0: is. So that's, it's pretty neat to kind of see it all happen like in one week. I love it. And it's just building relationships too in the industry. Like I, you know, went over to Devin's house for dinner. Uh, we did a podcast with him, so I guess I'll be on the Devin Dyer show. Maybe even. At, oh great. Maybe Yeah, I think it already dropped. Um, stayed at Dane's house for for two nights, which was super cool because Bozeman was super expensive. Um, it's just they're like I said, they're just good good folks, and even Matt, he was with me. Uh, For a majority of the time. And he was just like, man, all these people are so nice. I'm like, yeah, they're just really nice people. And that's how (laughs) the people are in this world. They're just nice people. And they're just a treat to be around. And they're so so damn generous. And I think even in in the highlight of the trip might have been, uh, I got to run Dane's new 335, like brand new 335 cat and then I got to run his brand new 325. He has two brand new excavators. Yeah. Yeah, what a treat. (laughs) Uh, And and he cooked me breakfast, his famous Dane pancakes. So that was, uh, I don't know if the pancakes or the new 325 with the new Ancon was better. I'm not sure. I don't want to have to make that decision. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, you don't have to make that decision. That's what we do here at Dirt Talk. We allow you to yeah. pick two things you
0: love. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna pick two. Um, but yeah, so all <laughs> in all, really, really fun week. Um, Marty, we saw some Sick. we saw a road job he was working on and uh, a, a stream restoration project. We toured some projects he was working on or, or he had worked on in the past. Uh, Bridger was doing an emergency waterline pa- repair, which was fun to check out. Um, Devin He showed us a bunch of projects that looked really cool, but out of all the projects we saw, I only saw one 299 skid steer running. So I don't necessarily believe Mm -hmm. he actually does anything. Um, I (laughs) I went to go see what he does. Turns out he doesn't do anything is what I believe. He showed me all of these holes that they quote unquote dug, but I didn't see anyone digging them. So I don't think he actually has a company. Uh, Ryan Goodfellow saw some residential jobs, a rock wall job, of course. And then with Dane, we got to go to some really cool residential construction jobs. He was working on, um, you know, multi-million dollar homes in a gorgeous part of Montana. So it was an absolute treat.
1: Nice. Yeah. Well, it's not like your view is any worse this week, you know?
0: No. No, it's been a it, beautiful yeah. landscapes. And then Friday, uh I have to go to San Diego for the 4th. It's 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 really rough right now, man. It's I'm having a hard time. You know, how dare they do this to you? You know, yeah. the proverbial they. Mhm. Yeah, my boss, he uh he he's just <laughs> I don't know, a real piece of work. I don't really have anywhere to shit talk my boss other than on the podcast. Hopefully that's cool. That's fine. This is the best place to do it. Make it as public <laughs> as possible. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can't come down on me on the podcast. It has to be later. Correct. I at least get, a, get yeah. to live with it for a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to play it really cool so people think I'm 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 cool and and even keel, and then I just let you have it. Like, after.
1: Wow, Aaron is really open to all this feedback, which he is. By yeah. the way, that part. Yeah, that no, part's not yeah. a joke
0: trick. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I've ever yelled at anybody before. Um, but yeah, other, oh, other than that, that's all I've had going on. So last week it was seven flights in the week, uh, nice and quiet week. Um, but that's it. Not a whole lot to report otherwise. Well,
1: I'll say the most relevant thing that has happened to me in the past week was, um, I went to, to the pool, uh, like in our neighborhood on Saturday with my family Wow. Um, and my son, my son, Hank is two and a half and. Um, the like whole pool deal is everybody just brings some toys and then they all just get shared around, which, you know, is great to hear, uh, coming out of a global pandemic. Yeah. Um, That's super good. You know, but, um, one kid had just like some construction equipment toys and he had called one of them. He said, here, I want my truck back. And my two and a half year old son goes, no, that's an excavator. Ah, it was amazing. Raising them right. Man, it was, it felt great.
0: There you go. He's very yeah. serious about it. Yeah. Hey, you got to be serious about that nonsense. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people listening to this podcast, you've probably seen, you know, uh, loaders get labeled as cranes and excavators get labeled as trucks and it's total nonsense. That's not true. And we need to correct that before it gets too, it, it becomes too late. You know, it's just the cost to do a business out there, you know? Way to, way to relate a trip to the pool, back to the dirt world. I, I respect that. Yeah, you know, I was ready. I was ready to bring it. Yeah. I, uh, uh, it's funny in Tennessee, people, I know some people have pools, but most people, you go to the pool. Whereas in Arizona growing up, everybody has a pool. Like, Yeah, you had to have a pool. It, 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 pretty much across the board, everybody has a pool. So you go to your friend's house to go swimming. But everywhere else, and a lot of other places, you have to go to the pool. I just, I did not have that growing up. I don't know what that's like, sharing toys. I certainly know a lot
1: of people who do have pools in Nashville. Well, I don't know a lot of people. I know some people that have pools. But to me, it would almost, it'd be tough to make it worth it because it rains so much here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's probably way too much trouble.
1: You know, it's just like I'm, I'm. the season's probably really like short in terms of it being like perfect pool weather where it's not raining and it's warm enough. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I've certainly known some people, but it always kind of just looks like you're constantly getting just a hilarious amount of
0: leaves out of there. Yeah, I, I'm glad I don't have a pool because I don't think I would ever use it. But uh, I guess going back to kids understanding heavy equipment, Dane, he had his little daughter, Annie. Uh, on his lap while he was running the 325 and she absolutely mm-hmm. loved it yeah so she's she's a big fan you know that's, another three year old out there who, who loves dirt that's what you do when you own the machine raise them
1: right <laughs> uh, cool well we've got a couple good questions and we'll get to them after this word from our sponsors. I'm just kidding. After we're not, this we're not word that.
0: from our sponsor. What do what I have here? I have a bag of carrots on the, on the, uh, on the, on the table here. This episode brought to you by carrots. <laughs> yes. This episode brought to you by ready-to-eat bunny love carrots. Classic cut and peeled baby carrots since 2015. If you can't see that these are the best carrots... You're wrong. They're just carrots. Yeah. Just carrots. But anyway, let's let's get to questions. Let's let's right knock on. this nonsense. We had enough nonsense last week with the whole Santa Claus nonsense. We got to treat this seriously. This is a I, business. We need to get down to business because I feel like we're we're eradicating our our credibility as we speak. All the credibility we had thus far, All, it wasn't a whole lot to start with. So <laughs> so we don't have a whole lot to lose here, but I don't want to lose the little bit we have. That's fair. That's fair. Cool.
1: All right. Well, first question. Um, I'm going to say this is anonymous just because (laughs) of the nature of the question. First, they said, can't wait to get my build with Hawaiian shirt. So wherever, wherever you're getting those uh, person asking the question, I'm also going to order one. It's a work in progress. It's all coming. You know, it's coming down the pipe. All right. Question. I work at a place where the culture is not perfect, but also not terrible. With that being said, our leaders in the field are not the best at teaching the new guys systems and processes, much less the basic ways and reasons we do what we do. Any ideas on how to help grow the learning and sharing culture?
0: So, interestingly enough, when I was with Jocko and company a week or two ago, he just talked about a basic principle of, okay, say people are not listening to you. What do you do? you listen more you exhibit the behavior you want others to follow suit in yourself which is a very interesting concept and completely accurate in my short experience as a adult human being so i think if you want to foster a culture of sharing and teaching and caring it's probably best to just ask yourself, how can I teach others more? How can I care for other people more? How can I do my part to, even if it's really small, build the company culture that I want to see? And it it sounds ridiculous. It sounds cliche. It sounds small. But honestly, that's probably the best place to start is where can you impact the culture? What can you do day to day to influence others? And it might take a long time to get to a point where you're creating any kind of change whatsoever, but that's where I would start. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mean, what's I think what's so hard
1: when there's that like definite gap between a person who has like the the information and the person who um, needs to have that information in terms of like you know training or whatever else, it's one thing to say, hey, teach this person how to do this thing. I think what's difficult is, hey, teach this person to be a good laborer or operator. That's just like so much broader than yeah. just like learn this one task. And I I, I I, just I can relate to the idea that it, it would probably be not be natural always to bring a new person in and, and invite them into kind of what you're doing in a way that
0: feels really helpful. I don't know. I can, I can see how that would be really difficult. Totally, uh, no. It's a big, a big task, and and not easy in an industry that's, you know, historically speaking, closed minded. Yeah. Um, But it this doesn't have to be something dramatic. You don't have to dramatically shift your company's culture overnight. You can just start with something really small, and and grow it from there. Um, whether it be, you know, how you can do safety meetings better. How you can I don't know where this posi- person's at position wise, but how you can, you know, have more effective safety meetings, how you can shovel tracks more effectively, how you can increase morale, you know, within your, within your, your group of people that you work with. I, I I don't know, whatever it may be. And if you're further up the ladder, obviously you have more and more influence, but I would just start with asking yourself, what do I have influence over? And what are the things I can do on a daily basis to help move the culture of this business in the direction I think it should go in. I mean without
1: being cheesy, this is like a great application of the um like like locker room quote of be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. But like in a Super in a really cliche. more Yeah, but in a more defined really small, you yeah. know, your world is, you know, your team or your company. It's like if you're if you're wanting to see these things, if you know, you have to live them out first. And that's how, you know, people start kind of learning that from
0: you is if you are doing those things. Correct. And uh, like I was listening to Jordan Peterson the other day, he's like, and I I don't know if I've brought this up or not, but I've really thought about it since I listened to it. And he said, Hey, you want to go change the world? Like, why don't you start with your home? Yeah. Uh, Why don't you start with what's right in front of you? What you can really affect. And I'm sure there's people that'll argue like, no, you really need to start at the top and create this entire systemic change and, and go rally. Okay, like yeah, I'm sure there's a spot for that, but from a practical standpoint, it's probably better to just focus and start with what you can control, what's right in front of you, and then build upon that. Um, and so that's that's where I would start, and that's what I'm doing with with my business. That's what I do day to day. So I'm I'm really just explaining what I'm I'm trying to do present yeah. day with with myself.
1: Well, I appreciate the, the answer, Aaron. Um, thanks to the listener for sending that in. Uh, definitely a good question. And certainly along the lines of some things we've been talking about over the last few months, but it's also, I think a great way to ask, like how can those sorts of changes like immediately start happening? Yeah. And so I I definitely appreciate that. All right. Next question. This question is also anonymous, but it's, it's got some good parts to it. And so I, I definitely think it's worth digging in here on dirt talk. Question. I've been with the company a couple months and I need a raise and an opportunity for a promotion. I should, he's got a couple, couple options here. Should I walk up to my boss and give him slash her an ultimatum, a raise, or I quit. B ask for feedback from my immediate supervisor. C purposely install something on the project wrong to get some attention. D do some self-reflecting and decide what sacrifices I'm willing to make to invest in myself. E just quit and go to another company where they treat employees like people. F Ask for a set meeting with my manager to discuss what steps I can take to bring more value to my crew in the company, or gee, none of the above. Many of these have been tried over and over again, but I'm not super sure where to start.
0: Uh, there's a lot of options there. The one I yeah. thought was probably the best. Uh, again, what we just talked about was looking inward. And, and if you want a promotion or raise, take initiative and bring so much value to the business and those around you that they can't ignore the fact that you're going way above and beyond. So if you're already doing that, assuming you're already adding an enormous amount of value, I would go talk to whoever you report to, your supervisor, and just have an honest conversation. Don't don't be an asshole about it and don't demand more, or give an ultimatum or anything like that, but just ask like, hey, I make X amount of money now and I want to make Y. How... How do I get there? Or, hey, I'm a foreman now and I, I really want to be a superintendent one day. How do, how do I get there? What can I do to make your life easier so that I can eventually get that job? And hopefully, it's an honest, uh, productive conversation. And so you walk away with it some, with some, some tangible things that you can do to make that happen and and so okay you you now are armed with that information on how to get to that level you go bust your ass you go add as much value as possible you take extreme ownership it's your responsibility to get that promotion your raise whatever it may be and it still doesn't happen and you've had those conversations and it's clear that the company really just doesn't care then you could uh you you could start thinking about hey maybe I need to go elsewhere to a company that does care so I think like a lot of the options they laid out, uh, a lot of them do apply depending on where in the process one is. If they just want a promotion, but they can't look themselves in the mirror and say, yeah, I've done everything I can to earn this thing, then they need to go back to the drawing board and make sure that they can say that before they even go talk to someone about it. And, yeah. and if, they're, if they're all frustrated about you know not being, uh not being recognized but they haven't had a conversation about it it's still their problem and uh, this is what i you know going back to echelon front it's completely changed my perspective on things going back to you want a promotion you want to raise it's your responsibility to make it happen don't be a victim don't be poor me oh i'm not being recognized it's your it's your problem it's your responsibility um and so go do everything you can on your own Go talk to your supervisors. Talk to those around you, and if none of that works, then evaluate other businesses that might recognize uh, recognize the value you bring to the table. But recognize the value that you've shown you can bring to the table, not potentially you could bring to the table. Oh, I could do this, this, that. Like, no, this is what I've been doing, and I was busting my ass. I'm still am busting my ass, and I think I could bring that to your business and make your business even more successful and 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 help you guys accomplish whatever you need to accomplish. So I would come at it from that um that mentality. and and the ones, the people that do come out from that mentality are the ones that end off that that end up very well off long term, the ones that are victims and everybody's out to get them, and oh, no one appreciates me. Those are the people that don't go very far. and And those are the people that are, the most miserable I found, um, whenever I'm out in the field, you know, the, the, it's the the victim mentality. It just doesn't have a place, and, and it's not all that productive. Would you say, um, with the
1: companies that are we that are, build it works with, but just in, in the dirt road in general, would you say that it's a, or maybe more specifically, it's a meritocracy more than maybe other industries in terms of it's hard to it's hard to sell you know if you're winning a raise or a promotion it's hard to sell like your potential as probably as much as what have you proved that you're able to do or that you can do
0: yeah it, it, it's really a results based industry and a very tangible yeah. industry because we build stuff we like to see what we can do and and so talking in theory doesn't get anybody very far and i have uh, I have come to recognize that because I used to talk a lot of theory, you know, starting out build with and trying to get people to believe in me and this and that and it didn't happen and okay, yeah, no kidding, that's because I haven't done anything. I need to go out and do stuff before I get someone's belief in my ability to do things. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think this this industry um, really rewards hard work and doing things. And that's that's the cool thing about it. You you can go become a vice president of a company from a laborer, you can become, you know, or a president of a company from a laborer without all of these tenure requirements and without education requirements and without these complex processes. Like you can make that happen just based on how much work, effort, and in studying, you know, quote unquote, you want to put in to your your career and and how much effort you want to put into making your, your, the business you work for better. All of that's more than possible here, which is why I love it. Um, yeah. But it's a bad, but, but it's bad news if you're someone that really doesn't want to put in the work.
1: Well, thanks uh, listener for sending that in. I feel like that's a, a big thing that, I don't know. Hold on. Let me say that again. So when I'm looking at this, Aaron, it's, he, he's mentioned that all of these have like actually been used before, like as it attempts to get, raise yeah and some of the like more attention seeking things kind of blow my mind like purposely install something uh, yeah. on the project wrong to get some attention like that's crazy
0: to me no and that i'm sure that happens all the time like you're you're out you think someone's out to screw you so you're like i'm gonna show them i'm gonna screw them back and okay i, I can understand the logic but in what in what situation has that panned out well for somebody or what's in what situation has threatening somebody that you're gonna quit uh, really gonna do? And okay, you quit, and then what? They call your bluff. They say, okay, quit. You quit. Now what? Now you don't have a job. And 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 now yeah, they're it's like, just who gonna really keep on. This? Yeah, you didn't you didn't prove your point. They're just gonna keep on doing whatever they do. You have just played your hand, and they called it. So now now you're you're shit out of luck. Yeah. But it's just it's 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 short-term thinking. Think think big picture, and I don't think people people in this world, uh, especially a lot of younger younger guys in this world, they just don't think big picture enough. They're always thinking what's right in front of them, not not big picture, not strategically, and they they need to think more about the strategic side of things before they make these rash decisions.
1: Yeah, because it seems a lot of these. Um, maybe more immature like options that the, the listener had sent in, like you know, do something wrong in order to get attention or um, quit and go to another company where they treat employees like people. Like I feel like that all sounds really like short term gratification, you know, is. and not that going yeah. to another company or that treat employees like quote unquote people, not that that's not a good thing, but that's also feels like, I'm mad at my current company because they don't. So now I'm going, you know what I mean? As opposed to like, what, what is the thing I'm trying to accomplish in my own career for my family, for my life? And then, you know, if I say I want, you know, this certain role in five years, those don't seem like decisions to get to someplace like that. It's just more like, how do I get the next thing I'm thinking of that I
0: want? Correct. And a lot, a lot of what Jocko talks about too, and a big element of all this is ego. and, you know to advance, a lot of times you know, almost every time you need to put your ego aside you need to check your ego and some people just aren't capable of checking their ego like it's a big yeah. ego thing. I'm worth more than you're saying I'm worth or oh, you didn't get this promotion and it's a hit to your ego. Just think about that like is is your decision making is your emotion is whatever you're thinking about is that stemming from a rational place or your ego? And if it's coming from your ego, that's probably not a good thing. That's probably an indicator that you need to think a little bit more before you go act because your actions are, are probably going bite to you, bite you in the ass. Do you think that just like the difference
1: between ego and confidence is like the important distinction to make there?
0: Yeah, I think... Uh, or fair confidence or healthy confidence? Yeah, and no, I haven't... I, t- I actually talked about this with with Jocko. It, you, you, like people... People, it, you're on a spectrum, and and so on uh, one side you have just total overconfidence, and then the other side you have underconfidence. He kind of explained that, hey, I'm I am I am more overconfident than not, so I need to continuously pull myself back in. And you want to be kind of right in the middle, like you don't want to have no ego, sure. uh, but you don't want to have too much. You want to be right in the middle. So you want to be confident someone, of your own value. Yeah, yeah. If if you're someone that doesn't that naturally uh, tends to lean closer to the heavier ego side. You need to dial yourself back. Whereas I'm actually uh, funny enough, I think I have a tendency to be closer to the other side, um, closer to the the not so confident side. So I need to still watch my ego, but I also need to, uh, you know, and I've spent a lot of time doing it over the past three, four years intentionally. Build, build my confidence up to a certain point. Um, so I think it's just like what they talk about. It's a dichotomy. Like you can have too much, too little, and you want to be somewhere right in the middle. And it's always yeah. changing. So you always need to be aware of it. Uh, I'm definitely with you on the side of the
1: spectrum that has like less maybe natural confidence that like, you know, you have to intentionally remind yourself of like what the truth is sometimes.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh well thanks uh listener for sending that in. All right. Third Mystery question. Listener. Mystery third question. listener. Third question from Dave Cutler. He's put it set in a couple questions over the I guess past year. They've been always pretty interesting. Great. Thanks, Dave. All right, so this one. Will Buildwit have a booth at Conexpo slash ConAg 2023? Maybe with some dirt and the Buildwit Skid Steer available for listeners or for visitors to run and play in the dirt. Could be the go-to booth for high school, college kids in cat t-shirts to meet up and see what the dirt world's all about?
0: That's a great question. Um, nothing's on paper, but we are talking to ConExpo, ConAg as we speak about a space at the 2023 show. So once it becomes official, I will let everybody know because it's very exciting. I am fired up about it. We've had conversations with them for a few months now about it, and they're still getting everything shaken out with the big manufacturers, and, and they have a lot of balls they need to juggle. Um, and once they get a lot of that stuff sorted out, we should be next in line to figure out what we get, but we will have some sort of physical presence at the next show. So, yeah, stay we'll tuned have a lot of build that
1: crew there for sure.
0: It, it'll be an awesome, awesome time, and it'll, it won't be. A, a BuildWit booth per se. It won't be. Oh wow! Look at BuildWit and all the cool stuff we do. It's going to be a booth dedicated to celebrating the dirt world, to making the yeah. dirt world a better place, to inspiring the next generation, to meeting up with people. Because at the last show, there wasn't a really great meeting place for people like us to it, just connect and and talk about the dirt world with one another. So that's what we want our booth to represent. It's not about selling BuildWit or selling our product or even really talking about us. It's more so about celebrating the industry and having a dedicated place at the show to do that. So that's my vision. Again, it's still just that, only a vision. Nothing's on paper yet, but Mm -hmm. I think we're we're getting close. That said, we have a permanent booth in Nashville, Tennessee now because of our office. Heck yeah. So... Uh, starting August 1st, I believe we should have our office open and anyone can swing by at any one time to stop by, say hello, um, celebrate the dirt world with us. It should be a a cool place for, for everybody to hang out. So, uh, if you're in Nashville, Tennessee, look us up after, after August, because that'll be our, essentially our permanent booth, uh, going forward, which we're really excited about.
1: Pumped. Um, great question. Is it part of your vision for us to have a t-shirt cannon for Con Expo? I have
0: always wanted a t-shirt cannon, but I'm sure there's some stupid rule against t-shirt cannons these days because it is 2021. Well, maybe we'll just get one for
1: our office and be like, oh, welcome to your first day at BuildWit. Catch.
0: <laughs> just as they walk in the door to shoot them with a t-shirt. Yeah, I'd be like, here, here's your t-shirt. Gave I gave it to you. This is intense. We're serious here. I love t-shirt cannons. I or, or could we get one of the, if only Elon Musk and the Boring Company still made the flamethrowers because those were pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. You got to do that outside. That's that's one of the rules with that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Outside only. <laughs> I don't know if the fire marshal appreciated those, but uh, that was pretty cool as well.
1: You're like, welcome to BuildWit. Do you have a shirt from your old job? Let's go shoot it <laughs> with the, <laughs>
0: the flamethrower. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh okay good good, good brainstorming session here that's that's a good idea i'll I'll let Jake know. we're just putting the pieces together, yeah, yeah this is we're trying to build a good company here. Long. The podcast <laughs> is is more for us than it is anybody else, I feel like
1: yeah we're just we're yeah. just working through some things. It's really the only time we can get on your calendar, so it's like we gotta record
0: it while <laughs> we're here yeah exactly <laughs> yes, yep yep, yep. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll report back to everybody once our office is complete and once we know what the heck is going on for Con Expo in 2023. Uh this week's episode is Mr. Wally Adamchick. He is a leadership consultant in the world of construction. He actually flew from his home in Raleigh to my home in Nashville, Tennessee to record this episode. And we talk all about leadership in the dirt world so really good conversation I very it very awesome. much enjoyed it, yeah it, it was a ton of fun talking with them I probably said some things that people are gonna get upset about and whatever uh, but it was just it was just a fun conversation I just got fired up to talk about this stuff because this is something I believe in wholeheartedly and this is why we're building build with leaders so stay tuned this week's episode I I very very much enjoyed and hopefully you will enjoy it as well yep Wally was great. Great. Uh, and, and with that, I think it's a podcast. So as always, podcast. send in your questions to dirt talk at send in your feedback or your thoughts or whatever you have for us. Uh dirt talk at It goes right to Alex. And from there, he reads your questions on the podcast. Um, keep sharing the podcast. We appreciate all of you that listen regularly. Uh, I love the notes I get from from people listening and and all the the cool takeaways they get from this thing. It's it's, it's amazing and and a lot of fun and and really rewarding for myself, Alex, and everyone else I've filled with to be a part of. So thank you for joining and we will see you on the next episode of Dirt Talk. Stay dirty, everybody. Stay dirty.